Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So Psalm 22 um, admittedly is a little longer, but I think it's going to be worth it if we read through it. So I'll try to keep my comments short on the end, but maybe at the very least today, you just have scripture read over you, which is much better than anything I have to say. So I'm going to read Psalms 22. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel, and in you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I, am a worm, um, I, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me, they wag their heads. He who trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot shed. And my tongue stick to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of the earth. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, from my precious life, from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of a lion. You have rescued me from the horns of wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. And stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him. But he has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. You know, it's amazing to me um, preaching through First Peter, and we've been thinking a lot about Christian suffering, especially if you're listening to this episode the night it comes out. We, we just really talked about suffering a lot just a few minutes ago. Um, but how suffering has happened in the Bible, Christian suffering. And it's amazing to me how often suffering comes up in the Bible. And this one here is a particularly intense case of suffering because this is literally what Jesus quotes on the cross. I mean, verse 1, when it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
That's what Jesus is quoting as he suffers more than anyone has ever suffered on the face of the planet, right? So you can imagine how intense this psalmist suffering is if this is what Jesus runs to to quote. Um, but, but what's amazing to me is in the midst of this suffering, and even in the midst of this psalmist, the, the writer of the psalm suffering here, what's amazing is in the midst of the darkness of this psalm, you see glimmers of hope breaking through. And I think about verse 5 where he says that his ancestors called out to the Lord and the Lord protected them, right? So so the psalmist is confident because God protected his ancestors that God's also going to protect him. I think about verse 24, God has not despised or abhorred the afflict, the affliction of the afflicted. He has heard when they cry out to him. But verse 26, he says, the afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. And it's amazing that in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of, of the darkness in this psalm, there is hope. And you know, I think we have hope for, for really two reasons. Number one, in the midst of suffering, there's comfort, right? In the midst of suffering, there's comfort because we, we know Jesus quotes this psalm. So Jesus suffered just as you and I suffered. And in fact, Jesus suffered way more intensely than you and I will ever experience suffering, right? I mean, Jesus suffered for the sins of the world and he he became sin who knew no sin, right? But but you and I have a God who is not distant to our suffering, but, but he can relate to your suffering in an incredibly real way because Jesus suffered for you and me on the cross. And so there's incredible comfort in that. But also, there, there is this unavoidable hope that you come to in suffering. And the unavoidable hope is that we, we know that Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? But we know that God did not forsake his son in the grave because God raised Jesus up on the third day. So resurrection is at the end of the road for every believer. Now, wherever your road takes you, it might take you to a painful death. It, it might take you to a, a, a life well lived and you die peacefully. I, I don't know. But but death is appointed for all and resurrection for the believer is inevitable at the end of it. And we can rest in that and we can hope in that because God did not forsake his son to the grave, but he raised Jesus up on the third day. So, so we have comfort, man, in suffering because we know Jesus knows what it's like to suffer with us and, and really suffer for us. So there's comfort there. But man, oh, what great hope do we have in his resurrection? As 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, we have living hope in the resurrection of Christ, that God will not abandon us to the grave, but he will raise us up again, just like he did Jesus. I'm grateful that God doesn't waste suffering, that there's comfort and there's hope even in the midst of it. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.